Hello and welcome to Mind and Money Show, where we talk all things mindset, money management and our entrepreneurial journey. Along the way, we're going to throw in some amazing guests for good measure. I'm Shane Highland. I'm Gareth Shears. This show is going to change your life and teach you skills that school never taught you. Boom. Right. And we're off. So the race is. Welcome back. We're just talking about food. Yeah, off camera. Talking about food. Shane says he's hungry. I was like, you're always hungry. What could what food could you live on all the time? You know, breakfast, dinner. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Was well, it gonna satisfy you though, or is it just like what could you just eat? And it wouldn't matter if you if you know you could you're on a, a deserted island, you've got you know a shipload of what, and you're gonna be there for the next year. Burgers. That's not a bad shout. That's not a, and that would do. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Burgers. Yeah. Because someone might say something like cornflakes and that. I'd be like, it just doesn't work. Because I've, I've gone through a, like a phase of eating cornflakes recently, haven't I? But they just don't fill me. I cornflakes for breakfast this morning. I'm still hungry. Hungry already. See, the, 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 I was going to say porridge. But with porridge. You love your porridge, doesn't you? Porridge. You have to have... Milk, honey, fruit, granola, whatever it may be. They, well, they might not, not be on the... Well, not everyone does. <laughs> that, that might be why it's a thousand calories a day breakfast. That's... But yeah, because that you not have a normal the, portion of that, porridge. That you? might not be all on the deserted island, but your burger... You have a daddy bear portion of yeah, your yeah. porridge. Your burger is just, cook it, done. Yeah, really. That's not a bad well, shout. sometimes you don't have to cook them. People eat them like they're not cooked as well. They know I can do that, right? but... That's not a bad shout. I'd love to see what other people would uh, would put. Can we run a poll on LinkedIn or something? What what is what is a staple food that you could not live without on a deserted island? That yeah. is, has a full. The problem is you put that on LinkedIn. People will get into the well. What's got the most nutritional value? <laughs> and and like what's what's gonna like give off the most amount of energy? Rubbish. What would you just eat? That's all I want to know. Whether it's pancakes, you know, it could be anything. Oh, pancakes. It doesn't matter that you're going to put on three stone. It doesn't matter anything like that. It doesn't matter. Are you limited to how many you can have a day as well? No, absolutely not. No, yeah. No, no, that's no fine. you can just. What would you live on, snack on, eat all day, every day for two, three years on a deserted island? You were driving this big ship, a big tankard, and it basically crashes aground and it is full of just this one thing. Burgers. Everyone will start talking then about, yeah, but how are you going to stir, stir, store You're not good for the vegans it, the vegetarians, it, right? No, it doesn't matter about the storage and all that. It's just, this is hypothetical. Hypothetical, yeah. Just every That's day. That's the problem. People you go in, like, you storage, open this how long door. Last? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You open the door and there's, and there's this there's thing, new thing every day. You just open it up, it's there. You open it yeah, up, yeah. it's there. In a bun. Bit of cheese. I see. This Bacon. Is, yeah, but this is no different to my porridge then because having all these things is just... Yeah, burgers is a great shout. I don't think I get bored of it either. Yeah, that's not. I get bad. bored of porridge. You don't get bored of porridge, do you? I wouldn't know. I, 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 I can try and eat it for the next year, uh, three times a day, and I'll tell you. But burgers is a great shout. It's a challenge. Burgers would grow you, wouldn't they? Porridge would grow you as well. Talking about growing. Talking about growing. Growing a business. Growing a business. Which we've been doing for quite a while. Yes. Yeah. I was on a webinar, Zoom thing, a few weeks ago. 
Probably you love a webinar, don't you? Love them. With some coaches, um, talking about money and stuff like that. And they said, what's been one of your biggest achievements so far this year? And I kind of threw in something, and, and I, I, I probably need to reword it. And I said, the amount of failures that we had, because it means that we're constantly trying new things, but we're learning and we're adapting to those failures. So we're not just static. We're trying things. That doesn't work. Like a, a back office system may have cost some time and money to, to try and use. It doesn't work. We, we, we look at something new. But there was many, many failures we've had this year. It's not failure, it's feedback. And, and that's the, what they said to me. It is look at the, the feedback and take the positivities out of it. So as a business, I think if you're not... If you're not failing, failing you're, you're not, not growing. Growing, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, I was just going to talk about something which um, which kind of interests me because we speak to a lot of business owners and we work with a lot of business owners and um, there's a question that I've kind of started to ask them more so is the, what is the primary objective of your business? It's one we've asked ourselves, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, the usual answer you usually get is the woolly answer. Yeah, well, exactly that because that's what we've been. That's what we've been kind of conditioned to answer. You know, you go to the bank; they want a budget plan, right? Okay, and in that they want a bit of an executive summary, and in that they want to know what's your primary objective of your business. And most people will say, make an impact, be the best financial planning firm in Wales. To be a carbon neutral company by 2025 yeah, yeah. and plant 16,417 trees yeah, in the, the Amazon. The, the best communication company, all of those things. Don't get me wrong, they are things that can be an objective of your business. But the primary objective of your business, okay, as Peter Drucker said, who was actually one of the most widely known and influential thinkers on management, says the primary objective of a business is to win and keep customers. It's as simple as that. It's because without simple. customers and clients, you have no business. So your primary objective should be how you win new business and how you keep it. And that goes from Apple, Google, Coca-Cola, Tesla, They're all about, Amazon. In the depth of what they do is about customer acquisition. Down to Joe, who has a little, little widget um, business on your high street. It's all the same. Yeah, yeah. Fundamental thing. It's sales. But then also keeping those clients once you've got them as well. So it's client acquisition, how we actually keep those clients and get repeat business from them and do what they kind of do. So no rocket science to it. So a bit like Apple, you need this this gadget because you look super cool. And guess what? We're bringing out the better one next year and you retain and retain and retain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. You know, they bring out a new version and, and they'll tweak it. They'll make it better. They'll, you know, they, like the, I, I'd love to see the stats on actually how many people, because what did they have? The iPhone 13, obviously the last one's the 14 now. 14? But the iPhone 14 is now ironed out some of the problems of the iPhone 13. How many people who've got the iPhone 13 now are going to go and chop in, pay extra, and get the iPhone 14? Hundreds of thousands. I've got the iPhone XR, which, um, I think it's from the dark ages. I think mine's about three years old, my phone now. The dark, three years, 36 months. Yeah, yeah, but... That's just how quick it it evolves. But when I got mine, I don't know what iPhone was like then, but I just went for the one a couple of generations before, which was a bit cheaper, because for me, it only kind of served the purpose of 
emails, phone, take some photos and stuff like that. You know, I'm probably going to actually, this probably goes against everything that I usually stand for, but I probably am going to go for probably the 14 now because I do want the better camera because we actually do use the camera in our business. Do you know what I mean? We, you know, we, we use a lot of technology now and actually we probably do need a very good camera which we can use on the go when we go to things to actually be able to film things that yeah. we use for social media. So there's a slightly different reason for it now. I don't need all the bells and whistles on it. One thing I do actually need is for it to be waterproof because I don't have that at the moment. Yeah. And um, iPhone is the best at everything. Pictures, yeah. emails, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bar one thing. Reception a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't it's get a primary objective. I don't get a reception where I live, and I don't get a reception in our caravan that we have down in West Wales. I don't get a signal there. So I have to go on Wi-Fi wherever I kind of am. And then you have that whole thing around Wi-Fi calls. But yeah, but but that's just coming back to it. You know, you know, the, the likes of Apple is a good example of that. Do you know I mean they know how to win and how to keep customers? Yeah, it's yeah. it's going back to you know uh, some we both know Daniel Priestley. You know the line he says of pivot in the the marketplace, not in the in the mind. If if Apple had waited, how long is the iPhone out now? 12, 13 years probably is. If if they had waited to bring I, iOS uh, sixteen out till now, it'd be a waste of time. They brought something out. When you look back now, it was crap. It was absolutely rubbish. It was a block. But everyone thought it's the best thing. They've innovated. Yeah, and that's all we businesses yeah. need to do, yeah, do. Is is innovate. Like you said, win a customer and then innovate the product, the the serving, whatever you're doing, and make it better than it was previously, and continue to make it better and retain those people. And as you're making it better, new people will come along. Apple, yeah. best in the world are doing it. But there's a process they follow. Do you know what I mean? They look at who their ideal client is. Yeah, they, they, they really Anyone do analyze alive. the market. <laughs> yeah, but, but but no, but they have honed that, haven't they? Because you know they, they know that they, their market is a market that's on social media, so they're very strong on social media. The people who need that fast phone, that ability to be able to take a good picture, be able to load a social media, be able to mess with it. You know, they're actually the real functionalities of it, but they, it needs to look slick. Yeah. It needs to be something that everyone else is on the market. So they know how to do that, yeah? So and they and, they, and they, they know how to answer that question. What is a good client? But that's what other business owners should do. Yeah, business owners should be looking at, and we've been through this numerous times, and we evolve it all the time. We talk about it. Um, you know, it's no secret how we're growing our business and how it how it has grown. And you know, we'll we'll release some figures on a podcast towards the end of the year of actually what our last quarter is looking like. Um, with actually going into real detail and following some of the principles that we've actually put into our business but it, but it is knowing what our client is what's a good client for us um how we acquiring them and, and what our numbers are do you mean and actually actually do you know your numbers around your clients like who are your good clients where is most of your money come from do you mean as, as a kind of business do, do you know that because you can use the 80 20 principle that Pareto, um, law on it effectively is the fact that generally 80 percent of your your business will come from 20% of your clients. Yep. There or thereabouts, you know, there'll be some kind of tweaks in that, but but generally not many businesses are very good at kind of going, well, actually, well, they are once they actually hone into this, actually really maximising what they've kind of got there and actually squeezing the best out of every kind of client they can. You know, you've used the word squeeze there, and, and, and it sounds like 
the wrong word when it comes to business because you're trying to squeeze mm. everything. But going back to the Apple story, the iPhone 14 has just come out, I think it was a, a couple of weeks ago. They've already leaked the next one, which potentially might not be out till next year. Mm. And this one now... Probably three the, months, the, the way they yeah, roll them out in the minute. The, the iPhone 14 has been... The costing for this, the Pro, whatever it may be, is, is a 30% more than it was previous and the next one, the 15. So mm. they know that they're increasing their numbers all the time. They know their demographic. They know who will buy it. They know they can um, bring in um, or trade in the phone. The phone kind of still does the same thing every now and again. Bar, they have this little Still makes tweak. phone calls, still makes take, send messages, still take pictures. And that's kind of it. But they tweak it ever so slightly to make it that bit better than previous. So their offering is, mm. is better. They retain people. And when they bring out a new one going, you don't want to have that. You know, their marketing is superb. You're, you're yesterday with this phone. Bring out another one, and it ha- it does. You know the pixels are better on a camera. Or you can zoom in four times better. They're brilliant. Yeah, and, and I think that's that, that's that was probably I had to read through some of those things that it does now, and I think that was what kind of spiked my interest. Was it can do a lot of the things that our SLR camera will do here, and our our equipment we actually use here. It'll do a lot of the things we can do on the go. What do we do here in effectively a filming environment? You know, even down to the fact that the lighting's and filter the lighting and you can filter things out in the background, which I've never really looked at before, but it, it now gives you effectively that filming studio in a phone. Yeah. And it's going back to back to basics as well. They're it's a communication device. Mm. And if the camera's better, communication has gone from, from verbal to, to, to visual. Um communication is now going to be better if the camera's better yeah. FaceTime WhatsApp um, vo- uh, video message is going to be better mm. so those the, the, the people of the past that maybe the grandparents or whatever you know now everything now they see their little kids grandkids growing up because they see them more often even if they're the other side of the world because FaceTime and all this is, is something that you can do with the click of a button and so they've gone into a new maybe got into a new sphere of people that they can communicate with and they can sell to which they didn't before by upgrading a phone which is a communication device by giving it a better camera they might get better grand more grandparents or whatever wanting to see the grandkids they are superb so you're yeah, tweaking your offering yeah, no, to get more and more I, people in i know this does sound a little bit like a sales pitch for apple but it's not because actually we don't have that many apple devices ourselves apart from our phones and ipads but it just comes back to if you can build your business in the same sort of manner that Apple do in the yeah. fact that how they appeal to customers, how they systemize everything, how they measure their progress, everything about how they generate new clients and how they pivot in different kind of markets, you can take so much of it yeah. from your business. But, but a lot of it comes back to actually knowing your client. You know, They, they would have done so much stuff yeah. around knowing their client, knowing how the client works. Um, what the client really wants, how they can acquire that client, how they can keep that client. Um, and actually going, well, and they'll be looking at the stats and going, actually, most of our business is coming from this client demographic. Can we tweak something to also not only pull in that demographic, but we can steal some from another demographic as well? Absolutely. And then that is how you can successfully grow in a business which is sustainable, is growing, 
but also then becomes an asset which you could potentially sell in the future. Yeah, like you said, I know we're constantly using Apple. I'm thinking back initially, you maybe you know, 15 years ago, all the marketing was done trying to be uber cool and having the, uh, not the, is it the iPod, where everyone had the white um, head, headsets in and that generation have now got 15 years older. Guess what, they've got kids. Um, potentially they've got grandparents so they've gone from communication devices uh, to you know whatsapping to video messages the kids now are potentially using um, Macs and stuff like that so they've, they've pivoted mm. in the marketplace with the generate they've got that generation who, who are Apple lovers and now they're getting them to wait with them and getting their, their yeah. parents to come in super superb Mar- marketing uh, machine absolutely brilliant as yeah. you say you'd have to take a lot from how they do stuff and, and, and sit back and take a look and not just kind of watch them but see how they do it, understand their look mythology. Look at the of everything they do. Yeah. I mean, and everything will come down to systemizing, knowing the market, knowing their clients, knowing their numbers, and it all kind of come back to the, but, but not just knowing your numbers, but knowing the numbers of your individual clients and how they impact in your business. You know, are they using all the resources you offer? Are there resources in your business that actually are useless because Apple will have done that as well. They will have looked and gone, well, actually, what doesn't work? Well, let's can it. Let's get rid of it. I mean, um, and it's no different than when you're growing your business. You know, whether this is your startup business or you're scaling it to you know to a 10, 15, 100 million exit, whichever it kind of is, you can take all these little things into account. Yeah, and it all comes back to if you can't win customers, you can't keep them. You don't have a business, and and you're constantly. Evolving, mm. yeah. be it a company that makes donuts, um, creates uh, plans for people, is a is an engineer, develops, um, I don't know, cans, uh, the, the frontage of coke cans, whatever it may be, version one will be the best version there and then. But when you look back and cringe, because we all will, uh, did we do that in the past for well, any business? But you're adapting, you're learning, and yeah, every yeah. single company will do that. You know, go back and look at, you know, how, what a Coke can looked at uh, twenty years ago. What what a Kellogg's box looked like forty mm-hmm. years ago. It's ever evolving, but they continue to adapt in a marketplace. Yeah, you got to adapt and overcome. Thanks for listening, and if you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe and remember to follow us on social media for more content like this.